That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. I have Ruby here today. Hey, Ruby. What? what? <laughs> Ruby and her cat. Ian <laughs> Noodle. Noodle. Love him. So, Ruby, tell everyone who you are and what you do. I own my own photography business, but it's a lot more than just photography. I um, specialize in custom creative concepts and with that comes a lot of handmade props and crafting that is like all done by me um, and utilized in the sessions um and so it's that as well as you know a little video element so there's a lot of just like creative stuff going on but mainly it's photography yes at its simplest it's photography but at its most complex it's very artistic photography and creative and I always love seeing your stuff come up because I'm like there's Ruby doing her thing with her goddess sessions or like Halloween themed mermaids like incredible goddess sessions are sort of my my specialty um thing and and so with that comes uh, crowns, I call them, but they're, you know, headpieces of variety, uh, varying shapes and sizes, um, and all handmade by yours truly. Yes. I love, I love seeing the behind the scenes of you making all your stuff. Very cool. So you are like me and your business name is your name essentially. Um, but you also just went through a rebrand, which is incredible, by the way, like, I love your website. I love everything. So tell me a little bit about the thought process behind just going with your name and then why the rebrand. So I sort of started my photography journey a really, really long time ago. It was 2010. I was a senior in high school and I just was like really into photography and I was trying to figure out how I could maybe like make a little bit of money. And so my mom suggested that I take some senior pictures for my friends. And so I, at the time, like all I really knew was photography businesses where people were just like naming them after themselves. And so right. my full name is Ruby Wallace hyphen Ewing. And so I just like made a Facebook page with Ruby Wallace Ewing photography. And that was kind of the name for many many years. Um, And then I like finally started to realize that that was a terrible name. Like Wallace Ewing is a- It's a mouthful. Yeah, it's a mouthful. It's hard for people to pronounce it. Uh, If if I say it, people don't necessarily know like how to spell it. And so I wound up changing it to my middle name, Ruby Jean Photography. And I think it's just because like I already have sort of a unique name. So it felt like it was special enough. Like if I, if my name was like Elizabeth Smith, I might not (laughs) that or, or something like that. Like no offense to anyone named Elizabeth, but, um, but yeah, and so so that name change happened a couple of, of years ago, but then just this past year, last, like around this time last year, I finally hired a graphic designer uh, and did like a full rebrand. I had been making my own logo with just like free vectors and stuff that I found on the internet. And like, it just felt like not cohesive at all. Uh, so just nowhere was like anything cohesive color scheme elements nothing at all it was just kind of like 
doing whatever. And then when I shifted over from wedding photography to the creative portraits, what I'm doing now, I felt like it was the perfect time to do a rebrand. And so um, I hired a designer and we did a full like logo redesign and a website redesign. And I just kind of felt like it was time. I felt like it wasn't like I felt like I needed this to get clients. Like I felt like I needed it to feel like more professional and um, you know, it definitely made me feel that way. And so um, we had a lot of uh, play on the like Ruby, like Mm -hmm. Ruby. I was like, we were including like gemstones and like, like little like Ruby shaped graphics and like people weren't, I don't know, just didn't really seem to like get it. Like I had had a logo that I had made before with like a Ruby on it and like people just never really like made the connection. Um, oh, so interesting. I, what? That's so interesting. They never made the connection with your name right there. <laughs> people were like, is this a diamond? And I was like, no, it's like, it's supposed to be a Ruby. Like they just, it just didn't get it. So um, finally I suggested to my designer this thing called a halo crown which is sort of like a signifier of like my goddess sessions that I do these crowns that I make it was like the very first crown I ever made was this halo crown it's just sort of like a spiky crown that goes like almost like a sun ray um and I was like hey what about like the crown like I don't know why I didn't think of this so she like added a little like halo crown graphic onto the logo and I was immediately just like yes that's the one <laughs> yeah and I love it I love the font too and even the website and all the elements that you use it's very like retro and not that your style is retro but you do do a lot of like retro creative shoots and like some of the places you shoot in are kind of retro like I, I just love it. it's very unique yeah I definitely was like I like so many things like I don't know how to decide and that's why I everything before I hired the designer was kind of all over the place because I was like I do just like so many things like picking a niche was always something that was like really confusing for me I was just like I don't understand why I have to do this um and so I did like the idea of like a retro-ish sort of font but like with an elegant twist so it is sort of like a it's got you know uh a hand letter, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's hand lettering. A fancy sort of like swirly font, but like a little bit of a retro vibe that like lets me have a little bit of both because I do a lot of sort of like fantasy sort of Mm -hmm. like themed stuff. And so I was like, I don't want it to be like fully retro because like a lot of what I do is a little bit more like fantastical. Um, Somehow we found this perfect font, which I don't think I would have been able to do on my own. Like, I was just downloading like free fonts from like random places. And so definitely like outsourcing all of that and having somebody who, uh, who knew, knew what they were doing was, <laughs> was really helpful. And someone that like, just to help me like make decisions. Like I just really needed that. So. Yeah. Well, it came out beautiful. And I think it also really speaks to, like you said, the kind of work that you do and even just like, I feel like the copy that is used on the website, I was looking at earlier today and it's just, I don't know. I, when you have someone who knows what they're doing, it just all comes together so nicely. And you're like, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) Like, it's so Uh, nice to have someone to like actually like use their craft and their expertise to make everything come to life for you. Oh yeah. I can definitely not, not, uh, thank Allie enough for everything (laughs) you did. Um, writing the copy was like, you know, my worst nightmare. I always just kind of struggled with like feeling like I needed to sort of copy almost like the voice of other photographers, like photographers who I, you know, were taking courses from or who like podcasts I listened to. And it was always this sort of like, and at the time, again, I was doing wedding photography. That was like kind of when I settled on just because I felt like I didn't know what else to do. I had a photography degree and I just like, well, weddings are like a good way to make money, but like wedding photographers seem to be so bubbly all the time. And like, just always talking about how much they love love. And and so (laughs) I was like, well, like, I don't know, I guess maybe if I like, if I act the part, like I'll become it. And so I would 
sort of write about myself in this like way and like write about wedding photography in this way that didn't really feel like super authentic to me and then finally when I had my um like consultation on writing my copy and we use this thing called like story brand or storyboard mm -hmm. or something like yep. that uh, to, to help me I just was like again like I just needed someone to to help like guide me. So I did wind up writing my own copy, but um, I did have some help with the process and like finding my voice and realizing that like, it's okay for me to like talk a little bit more like in the way that I talk in real life. Um, and I didn't need to put on this like extra bubbly like persona because <laughs> it just like, it felt so like fake for me. Um, yeah. so it was like a long, it took a long time for me to, to get to that point. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's definitely worth all the effort you put in. So I'm interested in what got you into photography specifically. Like, where did that desire come from? So I grew up in like an extremely like artsy family. My mom is an art teacher. She went to RISD. So she had like all these artsy oh, wow. friends that we were hanging out with all the time. So like, I was always very much like encouraged to explore like my artistic skills um like definitely have like have to put it out there like the natural sort of like gift of just like being born with like from an artistic family like you know there is just some like natural inclination of like being artistic so yeah. um so there was that and then I was gifted with a little sister who um I would just love to dress her up in like costumes from the attic like wrap her up in blankets and like I don't even know take my little like I had this like Barbie pink Barbie camera like point shoot camera and we'd I'd like dress her up as a pop star like dress her up as like whatever and just like pose her and we would just take pictures like me and my other sisters and that's like honestly how it started I'd like even dress up my brother like my poor brother and we'd like make my brother and sister their like own modeling portfolios and like this was like when I was you know probably 10 or something like that and then it really just like kept going like especially me and my little sister we would just like do these like little photo shoots for fun and then it started to be a thing that like my mom would join in on and my other sister would join in on and we would like load up our car with just like a bunch of clothes and like drinks and music and we would just drive around like I'm from the middle of nowhere Maine and we'd like find some random field and just like blast music and like have photo shoots and it was just something that we would do like all the time just to sort of have something to do and it like then when I entered into college I was really scared of going into an art field and so I majored in psychology for the first year oh wow and so I was just like I was really nervous because you know I kind of had to watch my mom who is an artist like try to figure out how to be an artist in rural Maine and it just like to me seemed impossible like I was like it's just not possible to be an artist and so I chose psychology and then I just would see the like photography majors like on campus like out doing their thing there was like one in my dorm and I just remember like this sick like feeling of jealousy of just like oh my god like I wish that like I could do something like that and I just had really talked myself out of it and so to make myself feel better I added a creative arts therapy minor to my oh, wow. degree and yeah. so for the first year that's what I did in college and then over the summer I just remember just like having this like internal struggle I'd be like at my summer job lifeguarding sitting in the lifeguard chair just being like what am I doing with my life like I'm not like sure that this is for me like I went home I remember one day and I just like was telling my mom I was like I just can't stop thinking about how like much I love photography and how like I want to be a photographer and my mom was just like yes like she was like 100% <laughs> like on board with it she was just like always had wanted me to do something like that um because at this point like I was still like I had my Facebook page still and I was still doing photography right. people were paying me and stuff like that like here and there I was doing senior pictures for my you know siblings friends and stuff and so that was like kind of the push that I needed and then like when I wound up finally telling my dad to like being so nervous for some reason that like 
no one was going to be like accepting of it. And everyone was just like, yeah, go right on, like, go ahead. Like everyone was just totally fine with it. And, and so then I basically started out my sophomore year with like all of the freshman photography majors and, um, the rest is history, I guess. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Like, I feel like it's so not rare, but it's usually, I don't know, a lot of people's families aren't like fully embracing of the arts. Not that mine was like, you can't be a graphic designer, but my parents were definitely like, is that even like a thing you can do and make money at? Like they didn't understand it. So that's cool that they're all supportive of you. I know. And that's something that like, I definitely like don't take for granted because I know even like kids in my class um talking about how you know their their parents didn't quite understand or or weren't super supportive and so definitely like lucky in that sense that like uh it was almost like they were too supportive in the sense that I think that (laughs) like I was like rebelling almost like against my mom (laughs) a psychology major she was just like I don't understand that but You had the opposite problem. Yeah, literally it was the opposite problem. Like I felt like my mom like really wanted me to be like an art major and it was almost like a, like a rebellion to not be. And so, you know, obviously it all worked out in the end, but, uh, but I felt like I, I felt like I needed to do like something practical, but, but no, I just didn't know like what all was out there. I mean, especially like back in 2011 when like Instagram wasn't quite like a thing yet, like being up in like northern ish Maine I just I just had like no idea like the possibilities Um, right yeah I've talked about this with other people um who were in like the visual communications uh field like at Endicott and they were like we never really were told that freelance was a thing or like starting your own business like they told us but it wasn't like focused on so I think we all were just like guess we gotta go corporate like I, I don't know yeah literally I just uh would have never you know imagine that now what I would be doing now is like what I would be doing I, mean, I don't even think I could have like come up with this like right 12 years ago so <laughs> totally different landscape back then for sure yeah so what is I'm interested in this what is a pet peeve you have about the photography industry oh my god so I feel like uh, like everyone's sort of like expected thing probably would be that I would say that oh well you know everybody has a camera so everybody thinks they're a photographer which (laughs) was like something that bothered me a lot at the beginning like I was just like you know I felt so like competitive all the time with everybody because it just seemed like everyone was trying to be a photographer but like that is something that I I have let go like so long ago I'm just like let people like be photographers why not like I fully feel like there's enough uh, for everyone. And so, so that's not, that's not actually my pet peeve. Um, and this is like, not necessarily in, in a pet peeve about the industry, but like, I know this is something that is really common with photographers. And it was like something that was really, really hard for me. It's something I struggled with a lot at the beginning of having my business, but you'd be surprised how often you deliver like a final gallery to someone and maybe this happens to you too but you know something that like you've established a relationship with this client like for me you know I've spent their entire wedding day with them I've been there on this incredibly important day we've been talking for a year and a half you deliver the gallery and it's like crickets like there's no thank you there's no oh my god (laughs) and this happens so much and it happens to like other photographers too which like I finally like people started getting a little more outspoken about it on Instagram just being like you know when you don't say anything at all when your when your photographer delivers your gallery like all of us assume that you hate your pictures and that that you um that you're unhappy and so it gives us so much anxiety and so more people have been outspoken about it and so now it's like I really don't feel like as alone and obviously like this is just like something that people are not understanding that like is making us feel so bad but this happens so much so often it's so hard for me to wrap my head around not saying thank you for something like that but that is like my biggest pet peeve I just don't understand why people aren't like (laughs) you know like they should get emotional about it right like in theory they should be like oh my god this is incredible like 
I spent yeah. this money and I invested in this. I'm like, this is incredible yeah. and love it. Like, and, and they so probably cool. don't even dislike it. They probably no, just I- don't respond, which is almost worse. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you just never know why they did it. And so I don't expect to be like showered with compliments, but like at the very least, like, I just wish people would just respond. Like, <laughs> something like anything back um so yeah that is like one thing that I just really don't understand that that seems to be rampant in the industry so that's so interesting and you also I'm glad that you brought up the the camera phone concept because I felt really similarly about Canva for a while like I was very insecure and I was like people can just like make their own shit now like that's crazy like I want to be out of a job but honestly it's made people I feel like need to work with me more because it's this tool that they want to learn but it's hard for them so they're like I need someone to guide me through it or make like templates for me or or whatever so I think it's actually a good thing and it also you know allows small business owners like you and I who probably don't have like massive budgets to hire out all this stuff like we get to do things on our own which is great took me a long time to be able to like afford the investment of like a rebrand I mean it was like the most expensive thing I've ever right done for my business and like for photography it's just like and I see it all the time because I'm in I'm in tons of Facebook groups for photographers and it is something that people are always getting upset about oh this girl that I know just got a camera and like she's offering sessions now and they're they're so much (laughs) like cheaper than what I'm offering and I'm just like you like you have to remember that the client that is going to this person who's just bought their camera and that is charging $50 for photos, like those clients are not the same clients that are going to be coming to you for your $300, $500, $600 service. So you're not losing any clients. That person was never going to be your client. Totally. They're not the same. And like, once like a, you really start to take that to heart and like, really like you know understand the truth behind that you can move past it but like it is really hard at first because you see like every like especially when you're new anyone else that is new is like a competition and then there's this thing in the in the industry this community over competition thing in the photography industry which I think is like a great sentiment but I also think that like people use it as like an excuse to um feel like they have to share absolutely everything all the time like oh Mm -hmm. if another photographer like dms me and they want to know like where all of my locations are you know the community over competition rule states that I have to tell them I'm obligated to tell them but for me I'm thinking you know I've gone out of location scouted I've done I've taken all the research yeah so I don't need to share my locations with anybody. I can maybe suggest some well-known places or, or but I don't even have to do that. And so like, that's been a thing that has also sort of been a pet peeve of mine over the past couple of years is this, this community over competition thing where you're just all the time supposed to share every single thing, you know, and it's like, if you're not, you're like gatekeeping some like important secret. And it's like, no, no, like, I'm still, you know, allowed to to keep the things that I've worked really, really hard for and the things that like I've figured out along the way, like to myself, I've shared, I have a whole YouTube channel full yeah. of information. I have, when people DM me, I will send them like a video back of me explaining stuff. I give tons and tons and tons of free information to new photographers. Um, and I don't need to, you know, I don't need to give away everything. I have a very expensive college degree (laughs) so it's like you gotta you know you you can protect some of that stuff without feeling bad about it (laughs) absolutely yeah and so you bring up dms so when it comes to social media i would say you're pretty prolific like you are good at reels you have great content Mm. do you have trouble or have you had trouble in the past balancing like your personal life and your personal side with your business or do you have any problem no problem like just combining them and doing your thing yeah I mean I would say I don't really have much of a line when it comes to like (laughs) what I share on my Instagram I do have like a separate personal account um for certain like things but most of the time I feel 
pretty comfortable sharing things about myself. The thing about photography is like when somebody hires me, like they're going to be spending really intimate time with me. It might be for an hour, it might be for like their whole wedding day. And so I try to be really honest about who I am because like having your photo taken is like a vulnerable experience and not, I mean, not everybody like wants someone that's like as extroverted as I am. And like, if somebody showed up to a photo shoot and they like had absolutely no idea who I was, they might be like overwhelmed or underwhelmed. Like, I don't even know. So like, or, you know, finding out that like, I have like completely different morals than them or, or something like that. Like, it's important to me that like, like I'm at the stage in my business now where like, I want my clients to like align with me as much as like right. I want to align with them. And so um, I really don't have any issue with that. I, you know, Instagram has obviously added a lot of like features in the past few years, but like oh, many. <laughs> starting out with like the stories, like three or four years ago, like, you know, took me some time, but like, it was like one of the things that I like was learning um when when I was starting to try to figure out like how to be an entrepreneur um was like the talking to your audience thing like putting your face right on there and like it took some warming up for me but like now I just will like get on there I'll say some random thing I will do it in like one take I'll just post it like I don't even care anymore (laughs) right I feel like you were like the first person I know to like get face to camera and I was like I need to be more like (laughs) Ruby. I know I, I definitely like think that uh I, I know that like there were people kind of who were who were watching me at that time it was like you know back in like 2019 2018 really um, yeah and I do feel like you know not like in the world was I the first one but I know like in my little circle of entrepreneurs totally um, were for <laughs> some people like people would be like I don't understand how you do that and I was like honestly like the more you just you do it, it the less awkward <laughs> you'll feel like it people you have to remember that like not everybody cares as much about what you're posting as like you think they do. So. Totally. <laughs> so, you yeah. were the, you gave a tip once and I don't know why this like stuck with me, but you were like, if you want good lighting, when you're like talking face to camera, put your phone on the windowsill. So you have the natural light coming in. And now I always go to like my window. Yes. Plus it's like the perfect height for like, at least for me, it's like right there, like in my face. It's <laughs> yeah. the window, so so yeah, I'm, well, I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, but that's like, just goes to show, like, that's one thing I remember all the time. Like you come yeah. up in my head all the time because of that. So people are like watching and listening, even if they're not responding. <laughs> yes. Well, I used to be really into like, sort of like educational sort of stuff. I felt very much like obligated to almost. Totally. Education because it seemed like that's what everybody was doing. That was a photographer. Um, and so I did like really focus on that for like quite a while, especially back when I was doing weddings. It seemed like every wedding photographer I knew had an educational component to their business. And I was like, I guess this is just the next step. Um, <laughs> and so I did that for a while. I had a bunch of educational videos on Instagram, YouTube, um, which I have like now basically stopped doing, but, um, but yeah, I had fun with that for a while. I have done <laughs> so many things. <laughs> You have, and now you're on TikTok, right? You've been doing TikTok stuff. Oh gosh. Well, the TikTok thing is like kind of weird because I had just like a completely like non-business related TikTok go like banana. Yeah. How how was that? Were people like messaging you and stuff? Like must have been crazy. TikTok that is weird is that you can't actually DM people unless you both follow each other. So we just DM, which was nice. Yeah. Um, I was very like opposed to TikTok in like a business sense. I know you had said this on one of your um, episodes, but like, I think there's two types of people when it comes to social media, there's consumers of content. And then there are the people who are providing content. content. Yeah. And on Instagram, I feel very much like I am a person who is providing content. Same. So for TikTok, I was like, I just want to keep TikTok as like the place where I get to consume content. And I don't. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and so, um, so I did have like a business account and I was just kind of like reposting my reels that I was making, but like, I wasn't getting a lot of traction. I didn't really care. I didn't focus on it. But then I made this like separate account, me and my twin sister, uh, we, we go to this twins festival. Um, so cool. <laughs> and we just happened to like make a little account and just like post some videos of us going to this 
Twins Festival and one video blew up like 5.7 million views and the other one blew up at like 10.4 million views. just like <laughs> absolutely insane. But um, I did end up getting like a little bit of like traffic over to my Instagram account just because I had like linked it like yeah. just for funsies. I just like linked it up in the top and uh, the second video that went viral um, wound up getting reposted by like a bunch of meme accounts on Instagram <laughs> and they would contact me directly through Instagram right. uh, and then they would tag my business account and so I wound up getting like maybe 400 like followers from that Whoa. um which was pretty pretty sick <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just like a total fluke like Instagram I mean TikTok is just so weird it is things that go viral are just like I mean weirdest things so so yeah it was a fun it was a fun time (laughs) yeah that's so funny I'm definitely a consumer on TikTok and all everyone who comes on here is like you should be on TikTok like you'd be so good and I'm like I can only do so much people (laughs) yeah I've been trying like in the past couple of weeks to focus a little bit more on TikTok just because I do so much video right and I can just feel Instagram like shifting away from the reels a little bit so I was like well I guess it just makes sense to do TikTok because that's the video platform and I you know video is kind of one of my things so I'm trying but like just re you know I have 6,000 followers on Instagram and I only have like 250 on TikTok so it just doesn't always feel as like validating to post stuff over there but I know it just takes time to build it but I have no patience for that right now so I know I I I think that's probably what's holding me back too I'm like I have my people on Instagram I'll just stick with them but it's like it's a scary thing to put all of your eggs into the Instagram basket because it's just yeah it's you never know what might happen with with the gram so totally kind of spread it out a little bit but definitely Instagram is like my comfort zone so agreed agreed with that so what has been your biggest struggle in starting your own business or running your own business Uh, I mean I am definitely like a naturally inclined naturally gifted like artiste and I am not a natural (laughs) business person I am not somebody who likes to talk about money Mm -hmm. Uh, so really like the hardest thing for me with starting a business was getting clients like I really really struggled for a really long time I graduated in 2015 and I had my like photography degree but I really had like no idea what I wanted to do with it like I had you know I had my Facebook page uh Ruby Wallace doing photography from like when I was in high school and like I was getting clients, but mostly because I was from a tiny town in Maine and my mom knows everybody. And she was like helping me like spread the word. Like I said, I was doing a lot of like senior portraits because my brother and sister are like six years younger than me. But like I was living in Massachusetts. And so I was going like driving up to Orno like oh, wow. Maine, all the time, four hours, like every couple of like weekends to do like shoots. But it was just like, I wasn't really making any money and I wasn't building a business really. And so I kind of just was like, I did a lot of jobs. I worked in content creation for like, yep. businesses. And that's like kind of how we wound up meeting each other was working yeah. for the same business. Yeah. But um, we... Well, then I moved back to Maine in 2018 and I was like, okay, like this is the time when I'm going to like really focus on my business. Like there's this going full time is sort of this like phrase that's tossed around in the industry and probably all creative industries of like going full time in your business and like leaving your job. And so it was like, my goal was just like to go full time. Like if all I wanted to do was just to like be my own boss and like have my own business. And so I just like had literally no idea how to do it. I was printing out those like posters where you can like rip the little tab off of them. Yes. And like tacking, and this is in 2018, like tacking them to like <laughs> coffee shop billboards. I'm like yep. leaving business cards under people's like windshield wipers. And oh, just, wow. Like, absolutely nothing would come from it. Like I was attempting to run Facebook ads. Like I just had 
such a hard time with building like a clientele and like asking people for money and and like pricing things correctly and I just you know being a business owner and like you know keeping track of my expenses and like paying my taxes and all of that stuff was just like not like it just gave me the ick like I just hated it hated it hated it so like the hardest part about being a business owner was just like starting <laughs> having a business <laughs> like it was so hard for me and people I think people like probably look at me now and think like well like you know everything's like was just probably so easy blah 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 but right. it's, like, it was like the literal opposite like it was such a struggle and so when I finally like I, I put again all my eggs into the Instagram basket um Instagram really helped like catapult me like I found I found a way to um I don't know connect with people on yeah. that platform and that was really what like took me to the next level and, and was allowed me to go full time. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, just like being a, being in business is just not easy for me. Um, I still struggle with like many aspects of like just businessy things, but, um, just the logistics. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things about it that are not fun. Like I just want to do the fun artsy stuff and I don't want to think about like the rest of it, like buying insurance taxes. and, like how yeah. to how to price at like just talking about money and how much people were, would, would owe me at a shoot would like make me sick to my stomach just being like like at the end like asking for the check because they hadn't just handed it to me yet was just like literally sickening like I hated it so but you have to get over that if you want to be a business owner <laughs> <laughs> totally I mean it's still it's still anxiety provoking when people ask for, for your rates. Sometimes. Oh, yeah, it is. It totally is. Which is just like, it's silly. Cause it's like, you know, they're hiring you. They know you're, it's not free, but it's still right. like so awkward to talk about. <laughs> totally. And it makes sense. I guess that Instagram would have helped you a lot because photography is so visual. A lot of people I think nowadays go to Instagram or at least look at photographers' Instagrams to like see their work. Like that wasn't really a thing probably a few years ago, but now it's so common. Yeah. And I still to this day, like people when they inquire with me, they they pick how they found me. And it's like 99% Instagram, which like is wow. stressful in a way because I'm just like, oh my God, like what would happen to me if Instagram just like disappeared tomorrow, which like, you know, it could. Um, (laughs) So which that's another why I'm trying to like uh, build an email list and like focus on TikTok and just like diversify. Yes. Diversify. So, (laughs) oh yeah. Yeah. But you've also like, you have so many clients that have worked with you at this point. I'm sure a bunch of them are referring people now. Yeah, now I do get a little more of like the referral. Like it's so hard because I have like changed my business many times that my clientele has just like not really remained the same. Like I was really focused on senior portraits for a while because I just felt like I was so young. Like when I graduated from college, I was 21 and I was like, nobody's going to hire me to do their wedding because I'm not married. No one's going to hire me to do family Mm -hmm. photos because I'm not a mom, but like I could do seniors because I already graduated from high school. Um, Check that off the list. (laughs) Right. And so I I don't know. I just like convinced myself that like I couldn't do like any of these things because I like was 21 or whatever. And so uh, like as things have changed, like then when I got into weddings and like that was like almost too easy, like yeah they're so like specific like it's so easy you know exactly how to target somebody who's getting married where like now what I do like creative portraits it's a little harder to kind of figure out who this person is that's yeah buying this service or looking for this service but like you know exactly where wedding people are looking and like what stuff they're looking at especially in Maine because it's like so small yeah that's Um, valid but then when I like so it was really like getting referrals from brides was like cake yeah easy (laughs) now it's just like again now that I've changed to something completely different it's just like it's It's a little less clear but I still do get like referrals or I'll be surprised how people know me um and it'll just be like from someone who's never even really been a client of mine so yeah the referrals do come in 
come in a little bit more now, but but still Instagram is like the dominating source. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Cause most people I interview on here, they're like, I'm on Instagram, but it's just like another part of my brand. Like it's not really a big, like I'm getting people yeah. from, from it. I, so behemoth. makes sense though. makes sense for photographer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously I have like a limitless amount of content I can post on. Yeah. I know at least yeah. that's easy. <laughs> not everybody has like hundreds of thousands of photos just like <laughs> ready to post that's uh, valid yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't <laughs> yeah so the fun weird questions we have reached this point so Ruby if you were a car what would you be <laughs> oh my god I was like asking people this yesterday <laughs> and everyone was like you'd be like an electric car like a Prius or something and I was like okay hey, like, <laughs> Like, I get that because I like, you know, you like the environment, I like the environment, but I was like, but that's not like the type of car I would be like. So I picked a blue Chrysler 1957 uh, Chrysler New Yorker because it is a really cool vintage car in my favorite color. And it is just like quirky and fun. And like, if you saw it driving around on the road today, you would like do a double take. Whereas I feel like, <laughs> like when somebody comes upon me, like, out in a park doing a photo shoot with like my clients dressed as like um fantastical like princesses <laughs> mermaids like, like whoa like, in the same way that you do when you see like a really cool vintage car like driving amongst like the regular cars um yes so, so yeah a random and specific uh make and model for you no I love that and I picture you with like tons of props in the back of it <laughs> oh yeah like overflowing like it through the windows so yep. <laughs> I love that that's a perfect not a practical choice. car probably for me but like <laughs> screw practical right yeah my, my uh my fiance was like you couldn't put anything in the back of that I was like that's not the point <laughs> right Come he suggested a uh a Subaru Baja I was like I don't think oh so. okay <laughs> drastically <laughs> different <an> interesting choice <laughs> that is interesting <laughs> So when was the last time someone said, wow, that's someone brand for you or like, that's so you, something like that. People say this to me like all the time, but um, I was like, why can't I think of like a so hard, Uh, but, but like anytime anyone sees like a really cool dress or like a really cool, like crown or something like that, people are often like sending it to me and being like, this made me think of you. But um, specifically I recently had done a photo shoot at this place called the Ladyfinger Tea Lounge, which yes. is in Newburyport, Mass. And it's like a place I had wanted to shoot at for a long time. And I know people are really familiar with it. And so when I finally did a shoot there, there was like a lot of people that were like, oh my God, like, of course you would do a shoot there. That makes so much sense. <laughs> and it's this like, these, these plush velvet pink chairs and like, these like gold frames of these paintings like of women all over the room and like a fancy light fixtures and so it's like very much like on brand for me if you will. yes <laughs> totally I remember seeing photos from that and I also I always think of um was it with Sydney and the roller skates like I always think of that shoot I love those uh, my blue Chrysler New Yorker might be in the uh, background of one of them. Yes, <laughs> right. I think that is the shoot. Or something yeah. similar to that. That's kind of what made me think of like the those cars because that is like. They make an appearance in your shoots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell me like a childhood story about you that's like very on brand or at least like what you were as a child. Yeah. So I think like specifically like any time like in school and this probably goes for many artistic <laughs> people but like there they would assign like a poster or like a diorama or something like that making like a movie as like an extra credit type of thing and I would just be like hell <laughs> yeah because this is where I shine like it wasn't even like homework to me I was like I can't wait to go home and like make this poster because you know I wasn't I was not like 
the valedictorian of my class like I was just like an average to like decent student but I was not getting like recognized for my academic achievement like (laughs) some of these other kids were and so like anytime there was like the opportunity to like do something sort of artistic I was just like yes like I can't wait to present this to the class because I know mine is going to be the best and uh, really was like ready to show off my my artistic skills um so yeah anytime we got to make anything at all with our hands as like part of like a grade was like the absolute best day of my life I agree I I was like a pretty good student but I always loved the like project where you could craft and like get your hands dirty I feel like the ones that other kids were like oh my god this is gonna be like so much work I was like I'm in (laughs) yeah if there was like a group project and like someone had to make the powerpoint and someone had to make the poster and someone had to write the paper I would be like if you don't let me make that damn poster (laughs) I don't know problems (laughs) (laughs) yeah and my my parents are both like I mean, my mom's not like super crafty or anything, but my dad like makes things out of wood. Like he was so into it. They were both like very supportive of those projects. Like okay. I remember my brother had to make like a, a car to race in Boy Scouts and my dad made like the winning car. Like we love that stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. I would be like, my mom would have like every single art supply you could like possibly imagine. So. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, Like go hard. And then like, you know, she'd help me like, make it even like extra fancy and I would just like go to school and pretend like I did it all myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made this <laughs> which I did most of it but like she would always just like she couldn't help herself she'd like go in and like fix the like title on the poster and make it like extra fancy <laughs> and I would just be like yeah we're gonna keep that one to uh to ourselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah she just did the finishing touches it yeah. was, it was yours. <laughs> that's so funny I was very similar so last question, when I say the funniest thing you've ever witnessed, what comes to mind? Or if you can't think of anything, something recent that, that's funny. I've like literally been thinking about this for days because I'm like, so many funny things have happened to me in my life. Why can't I think of like anything that would like not be like a, you had to be there type of funny or right. like inappropriate or something where I was like completely inebriated. Um, and so so I had so I had to think of like one of the more recent things that had happened to me like me and my sister were like going back and forth about like all of these really funny things and I was like I can't tell that story like so so the other day I'm at like the physical therapist's office and uh, I'm in the waiting room and there's this woman at the desk and then there's this other woman who is next to me and she's like filling out her paperwork and like they're probably like 50 to 60 like years old or whatever and so I'm like waiting for a little while and I get a snapchat I won't say who it's from but um I'm like oh I don't know like I want to open this snapchat but like I am in like a very quiet waiting room right now like who knows what it might be I probably shouldn't open it because literally who knows it's like you know what it's probably just like a cat video or something so I go to open it and like my phone is on just like full volume in this like completely completely quiet waiting room and it's just like this person who is having some issues with their like in gastrointestinal <laughs> or whatever and it is just like full blast like uh, a story about like farting and like uh, like pooping and just all this stuff and it's so loud and I'm like oh my god and I'm like trying to turn the volume of my phone down like so frantically I'm like oh my god oh my god and then I'm like okay that was full volume and I'm like I can't even like make eye contact I'm like too scared to even look everyone's like wearing masks so I can't even really like gauge anyone's facial expression so I like oh, look yeah. and I'm like okay like I guess like maybe they didn't hear it and I'm like okay phew and then like 10 seconds go by and like everyone's trying to like act like nothing happened and and then like the lady at the desk just starts to be like <laughs> starts like laughing and then like the woman next to me just like starts to like laugh and I'm just like oh my god you guys and and then like, everyone just starts to like burst out laughing and the woman behind the desk was just like I mean honestly 
she's not wrong and like the like the lady next to me is just like agreeing and, and like we're all laughing so hard and like it quiets down and, and then like every few seconds like someone will just start laughing like <laughs> the <laughs> contagious <laughs> laughter it was like one of those things where like yeah the, like you just couldn't you just like couldn't stop laughing about it that's, that's one of the funniest things that's ever happened in here like we were dying so I was like laughing so hard that I was like basically crying like <laughs> It was a, it was like, a, you had to be there, but also like, you could probably imagine. No, no, no. I can totally picture it happening. Yeah. It was very funny. And I'm glad that, you know, everyone was uh, as amused by it as I was. Did you tell the person who sent it what happened? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I replied back and I was like, oh my God, I just played this on full volume in the waiting room at the meeting. <laughs> they're like oh good <laughs> oh yeah they were they were laughing for sure so so yeah it's amazing <laughs> I love it and I also love that everyone's in masks too so you really have like no idea what people are I thinking. know I was just like uh, oh my god like did I just like offend these people like I have no mm. idea like, maybe they didn't even hear like absolutely no way to gauge like anyone's reaction <laughs> so no I love that That's so funny. yeah That's funny. <laughs> The good one. That's a good story. <laughs> oh God. I was like, every single story that I could think of, I was like, oh my God, like they all have to do with just like somebody farting in like a quiet room. But like, I can't like share. Those things are always funny though. Let's oh, be real. It's always a funny time when you don't expect to fart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I got for you, but I want to make sure I give you some time to let us know where we can find you and follow you. So obviously I'm on Instagram. Um, that is Ruby Jean Photography. And I'm also over on the talk, the TikTok, <laughs> um, at photo.goddess. And if you're so inclined and you would like to see my viral video about the Twin Festival, you can check out at TwinFest on TikTok. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And I'll spell all that out in the notes so everyone can find it there. But thanks so much for coming on here. It was so fun. No problem. Happy to help out a fellow gull yes go girls co-worker wait sort of way back in the day when we were the like creative team for bbr yeah yeah forgot about that <laughs> it seems so long ago i mean it kind of was it was a while ago yeah 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 <laughs> Gr- great times <laughs> oh, yeah for sure uh definitely uh, yeah cool awesome well thanks so much yeah thank you